This is a Working With Warriors podcast by the team at the Regional Men's Health Initiative. Hello and welcome to another episode of our Working With Warriors podcast here at Regional Men's Health. Um, In this episode, I'm actually joined again by Owen Caddo and um, we're coming from you from the Wheat Belt in WA just to continue our conversation around the important issue of succession planning or or the more holistic term that we like to use at Regional Men's Health, which is farm progression planning. And I, th- I think we do know that not having a plan or not having a, a progression plan is one of the key risks to the sustainability of our family farms. I think when I hear that word sustainability, I think more of agronomic or environmental sense, but the sustainability of our farming businesses, having a progression plan is one of the key things that is needed. Um, look, in, in the last episode, Owen and myself, we discussed why we taught progression planning also a bit around family communication and some of the things that we should avoid when having communication within our farming families and finished off with a bit of a discussion about what the farming business is and what it, what's encapsulated in that. So that includes, you know, the, the business of farming itself, but then also the land and finally finishing off on what is probably the most important thing and, and is what consultants and accountants should start with, in my opinion, which is the people, Owen. Absolutely, Tom. I guess in... And what you've summarised is is the um, you know progression planning should consider the relationships first before the business issues. It really is the the guts of what we talk about. And if if we don't look at it in that context, invariably um, plans fail because relationships are the glue that holds it all together, and and relationships allow that successful transition between the, the generations and um, and it's ongoing. We, we've got to remember that it's, it's ongoing. We can't think we're going to have a relationship for one year or two years. It's 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 a work in progress and, and it's ongoing. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess in this episode, we're having a bit of a focus on the people and relationships, as you said. So I guess with that, the first question we have to ask ourselves really is who actually is involved? So that's who are the stakeholders um, and this is more than just, I think historically we think about the, the father and the son, but it's a lot more than that, isn't it? It is, Tom, and, and we, we have to delve into it. And, and I've sat around plenty of tables where we've where the youngest generation of the youngest son hasn't realised that the third generation, grandpop still and grandfather still owns land and still might be in the business of farming. So, so we've got to ask, are our parents, grandparents involved? Um, are uncles and aunties involved? Are there other siblings, brothers and and sisters involved? And and then we've got to question ourselves, what role has my wife or husband got? Are my direct kids involved? Because it might be intergeneration, it might be four generations, but quite often it's two generations and and sometimes three generations. And I guess I always use the example of of the three Fs of of finance, which is which is family fools and friends you know sometimes because I've sat around a table where where the auntie had loaned the brother you know a million dollars and it was a simple agreement on the back of a matchbox and and it wasn't until the brother passed away that that the auntie put up a hand and said what about my million dollars you know so we have to be aware of that and I also sat around tables where the younger generation didn't know that grandpop was still involved in the land and the business. So so we have to clarify the stakeholders who are involved and, and, and have that conversation around that. Pretty important. Yep. I guess once we've figured out 
who is involved and who needs to be involved in these conversations. We need to make sure we don't don't leave these people out. I guess we need to begin to ask ourselves really before we have any of the financial discussions is what do we actually want or, or need as what as those stakeholders? So these can be important questions we have with our, our partner, maybe before having those more formal meetings. I guess starting with the older generation, what do you think are those important questions we need to ask ourselves about what we need or want from this succession plan? Look, it's really important, Tom, to establish what the stakeholders want and the generational goals because they're always different. However, it is in this process, it's it's unashamedly first about the the generation that are farming and the older generation to get them to answer their generational goals and the younger generation can answer their goals separately. And the very first step is is about the the older generation, the the husband and the the spouse having that discussion with themselves before they have that with the children so so that they can determine what what they what they want going forward and, and how they see life going forward. And the whole process, this progression pro- process is about relationships, but the four key questions, the four key questions that need to be answered and most often Unanswered, Tom, and, and and are the real stumbling block um, in in this whole process are to ask your spouse. So these are the older generation questions, older generation stakeholders. Uh, what do you want to retire from? When do you want to retire? Where do you want to retire? And what is life going to look like after the farm? So those four questions are really important. I'll just take a bit of time to delve into it. So what do you want to retire from? The most common feedback I get when I'm chatting with families and, and doing education sessions is is the dad or the bloke figure in this wants to retire from the business of farming. He still wants to stay on the farm quite often or live off the farm and come back and check the cows and drive the tractor seeding and harvest, but he wants to retire from the business of farming but they have to decide what they want to retire from. This is the older generation, spouse included, the wife. When do you want to retire? Really important question. And when you speak to everyone, including my dad who retired at 72, it was too late. And we just know that we've got to have passions and interests in our life, but we we can stay involved for as long as we want to do on a part-time basis, but we do have to want to retire, and I guess the other word, want to go into transition. So there's this transition phase, which is which is really important. And then where do you want to retire is a real vexing question. And I, I, the example I use is I sent a family um, over three years or asked the family over three years to go to about six or seven different stops spots around West Australia, have your annual holiday there and see if you liked any of those places. They came back, they didn't like any any of the places and they stayed retired on the farm. Perfectly normal and, and a perfectly logical solution. They've since shifted off the farm. <laughs> and when I caught up with the, the husband a while ago, he said, geez, oh, that was the best thing I've ever done, you know, shifting off the farm. But it was a process. But he got out of the business of farming. Really important. So where do you want to retire is really problematic because we've got our our connections and our friends and our mates and our in these country towns but but sometimes people 
want to choose to retire elsewhere and that's fine and I guess what does life look like after the farm and the and the guts to that question is for blokes is that passion and interest and what else is in the tank and we are more than our work and if we don't make that through the journey of our life well then it's problematic Tom that we're going to be able to snap the finger at 68 Mm. or 72 or 74 and and the most common thing said to me once again in sessions when I'm having with farmers is, is what's next, Owen? Mm. And that's part of the reason is we we haven't built up this capacity in our tank of, of of being more than our job. So they're really important questions and 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 most often and most often those questions aren't answered and they need prompting by the younger generation. That's mm-hmm. the irony of this. Hey, hey mum and dad, what are you doing? Or hey, what stage you're at? What are we looking at? But those questions have to be answered between the husband and the wife before we have this conversation with the younger generation. And then the other two questions are, are the simple ones, in my opinion, <laughs> is, is how much money do you need in order to achieve your retirement and lifestyle dreams? How long's a bit of string? But with planning, that is simple. That can be simply put in place, in my opinion. And what's the best way to obtain that money? Farm sale, lease, downsizing, saving, super, pensions, whatever it is, that's the easy bit. Mm. They're the easier things to find out once we've decided on those four questions. Mm. So really important that the older generation are the, the bit of the glue that is it, the process can't move forward until that's that's decided it's as simple as that Mm -hmm. so it's really important part of that relationship stuff and decision making yeah and i guess continuing talking about the old generation owen i think when talking to farmers and growing up on a family farm myself there is quite an emotional attachment to the business and the land and and there is a want for the the continuation of the family farm and the sustainability of it and just with that i think it's important to have a question with your partner about about the children as well and what you want for them. So what sort of questions should you sort of focus on with, with that? Yeah, look, look, there is, Tom, and there's that attachment. Farming's different than any other vocation because you live on your farm usually and you live in the business and on the business and there is an attachment, intergenerational attachment, one, two, three, four generations. So it, it's a natural tie. The other thing that about this process is it takes time and I, mm. I know in our situation it took three to five years to come to the conclusion that we'd sell the farm and and that was all amicable and and it was a good decision in hindsight for us but it's not for everyone the tie to the land the intergenerational tie to the land is the real sticking point for Mm. a lot of I call them old timers I'm in that but my dad being an old timer once dad had reconciled in his own mind with my mum that yes we'll sell the home farm then then the rest of the process fell into place and all my dad, he's, he's passed away now, unfortunately, but all he would say is that I left it too late. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, and that was at 72. Mm. Um, so so give yourself time. It takes time. Then we move on to those questions that the younger generation need to ask themselves because this process is, is about them as well. And, and the younger generation really have to ask these questions and they have to be, be able to be honest with themselves and because they've got a lot of planning to do, and that is what is life going to be like on the farm? How can we expand and grow? So that is really important, how you can expand and grow the business that you're going to take over and or start a new one. How can we earn, gain, buy some control? So that's really important. And I guess that's where 
I previously said, when I came home to the farm as a young fellow, my, my dad gave us, you know, a 10% operational basis in the, in the business of farming. And that was a really good leg into the, to the business because you felt part of it. So, so there has to be some form of, 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 in my opinion, some form of leg up. Um, it's not a handout, it's a leg up to legitimately get into a, 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 an unreal business. And how much money do you need, financial expectations and package you're on? I just implore everyone, older generation but younger generation particularly, to, to um, impute the salary that they're on um, at any point in time. So you, when you're having a beer with your mates or you're on holiday with your mates and the ladies are talking, you're comparing apples with apples. So really important. And then for ladies and, and in the younger generation, they're always questioning about educational requirements and the health services. So the younger generation need to discuss those questions before they could get together with the older generation and, and chew the fat, for want of a better word, on, on their progression plan. Sure. So in having these important discussions, Owen, we do often find there can be quite quite a bit of conflict involved. Do you, do you have any ideas of what sort of leads to that? Well, historically, there's a fair bit of stuff that is bloke and, and female-based stuff, um, and it's based on research around relationships from the University of New England based on, on farm succession. And for the ladies, you know, her dreams are around relationships you know, lifestyles, they're usually the bastion of, of the relationships, the children's education, farm priorities, the home, and retirement. Ladies are thinking about retirement more than us as blokes. And, and for the blokes, I always say it's the farm, the farm, the bloody farm, you know, <laughs> a lifestyle, the bureaucratic bulldust evolved around the farm. And I've had it said to me plenty of times, Tom, I'll die farming. You know, they'll take me off in a box. Mm. And... When there's that type of conflict, we know that there's, it's really hard to compromise. And I'll say right now, if there's 4,000 broadacre farmers in West Australia or 100,000 in Australia, whatever the number is now, there is 4,000 different progression succession plans. We all tend to think that, oh, it'd be the same, or my neighbours might be the same, but every farming family is on a different base. So we... Whilst there's some similarities, it is 4,000 different <laughs> progression plans, but with some similarities with uh, in conflict and outcomes. So in trying to avoid conflict and have, have the best outcome for our progression plans, Owen, I think there are some pretty... Some pretty simple, really, rules we can all all take away to try and apply in our, our communication and, and making these progression plans. And I think you can apply these rules to any business, whether it's a farm or a trucking company or a cafe, whatever it is, in, in making a progression plan. Um, I think one of the most important things really is to just start early. So now is always the best time to start if you haven't started already. But at, at least when your kids leave school, it's important to start that discussion with them. Um, about planning for your future and theirs and we've we've said this already but we can't reinforce it enough it has to be about relationships first relationships first look it, it has to be tom and they're enduring and ongoing so relationships don't just finish when we sign a document or 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 finish when we get a resolution in all the successful um, succession and progression plans of which there's many good relationships are preeminently in place. Yeah, definitely. And when having these 
these discussions, I think we have to be able to debate and and discuss issues completely openly, no matter what the matter is, no matter what the issue. And that's with anything in life, really, though, isn't it, Owen? It is, Tom, and compromise. That's the only word I'll use here. Compromise is the most important thing that we use every day in our life. And when the, when the children, for the older generation, when the children do, or if they do come back to work on the farm, we have to be be clear with them where it is actually going. You know, so we're selling the business, not the farm. And, and I've still heard it even last year, you know, one day this will all be yours. And an intergenerational, the middle generational bloke said that to me and mm. he, he was confused as to what was going to be his. So, mm. so we have to be really clear. And it's the business of farming, in my opinion, which is, is, the, is the crown jewel. Mm. And whenever we talk about any issue here at Regional Men's Health, we always recognise the importance of seeking further help if it is required, whether that's a health issue or whether that's talking about your progression plan. And so that's when we're having those financial um, and legal discussions, it's important to be willing to seek further help. And this is often more than just your farm um, consultant. That can be the accountant, could be um, a lawyer, whoever it is required. Be willing to seek those people. They're there for a reason. They can provide you with a lot of support. Absolutely, Tom, and, and there is independent arbitrators around that will come and sit in and listen to your discussions. And I think the, one of the most important things is having a hand over strategy and sticking to it and in the essence of farming and, and the vagaries of the seasons. We've seen many successful succession plans pushed out one and two years based on a drought and having one more year to clear the decks and pay a mortgage off and get a bit more money in the tank, and it's all been successful. But it has to be talked about. Once you've got the relationship sorted and you're working through all the what the stakeholders need and want from the progression plan, um, then you can work towards a stakeholder agreement. Um, so what's what's sort of involved with that, Owen? Look, I reckon a stakeholder agreement is, is one of the most important things, Tom. It's not a 20-page document. It might just be a, a couple of page document. There's going to be lots of other legal documents on land trusts and, and, and the number crunching and all that sort of stuff. But the stakeholder agreement is establishing an agreement that is suitable to all the demands of the intergenerational parties involved. So going back to those two questions, what do the stakeholders want about progression and retirement? Older generation, most important first. Younger generation, answer those questions, be in agreement. That will elevate the understanding of what this stakeholder agreement and what the business is going to be about and it will take time i've quite had it said to me oh yeah we'll, we'll deal with progression in the in the meeting next year well no you won't <laughs> you'll deal with the progression in the meeting over the next three or four or five years and um really important so and use that outside expertise to fine tune your options once again that takes time it might be going to your financial advisor and talking with your accountant and your farm advisor and and a whole and and your family and then implementing new structures and meeting financial timetables takes time tom you know we've got to have that transfer of knowledge we need that transition period which is really important to to impart knowledge between the two generations um skills and knowledge and 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 to find out that it is going to work so you can't just flick your fingers and and make that happen and I guess the most important thing for me is it is it is your plan Mm. do not let any interference of that plan come from your accountant or your consultant or any other external party that affects your actual generational 
um, stakeholder requirements because it's, that's the key to it, is, is what the generation and the relationships are being formed. Sure, there's going to be compromise and argy-bargy, but that's your stuff. It's your stuff. It's not your accountant's stuff. It's not your um, advisor's stuff. It's a bit like the analogy of my health, and you've already alluded to it. My health time is 70 approximately 70% of my responsibility. Mm. It's about my choices, my decisions. It's not my doctor's, not my wife's. So very similar analogy in 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 a farm progression successful plan is that it that it is your plan. So I think that that about covers what we wanted to get through today, Owen, particularly around identifying the stakeholders and identifying what we all want and need from from a successful progression plan. Um, and just to finish off with farming, um, we do know that successful farming is really about getting a lot of things right um, and nothing precisely wrong. And that's anything in life as well, isn't it? Yeah, look, and with farming, it helps when it rains, Tom. That's a, a pretty important factor. And look, I, I just love a quote from Warren Buffett, who's, who's one of the world's wealthiest men, but, but he just says, um, don't do what others say, just listen to them and do what you feel good with. And if you don't feel good with something, don't do it <laughs> because invariably your gut feel um, leads us in the right direction in my opinion and um, that kind of sums it up. It is a tough process. It can be a distressful process. Not every not every farm succession or progression plan is will come to fruition. Mm. In fact, it's one of the biggest reasons that farms fall over and, and, are, and are sold annually. But there's just some incredible you know beautiful is not the right word but just incredibly articulate and well well thought out and and operating successful mm. farm intergenerational progression succession um operations happening and it, it, it can be done yeah all right well i think we'll I think we'll leave it there owen just yeah remember relationships first and if you haven't started the progression planning process just um now is the best time to start so Thanks for listening again, guys, and we'll um, we'll see you next time. Yeah, cheers, Tom. Thanks for listening to our Working With Warriors podcast series. 